the boundless yoni. That's the name of today's little wee transmission, the boundless yoni. So for today, going to do a little mini discussion on the state of healthcare, or quote, healthcare for women, and how this relates to vitamin A toxicity, a little bit about the, uh, the TS, or the transsexual agenda, or agenda, and how we can kind of free ourselves from this and recognize the pattern for what it is. Great day where I'm at, I'm doing a little bit of hiking. It feels more like an autumnal day, even though it's winter. Nobody's here, which is great, because it's a little on the drizzly or, or wet side, so I guess everyone's inside today. So to start off on this little boundless yoni tidbit, let's talk a little bit about the medical system, shitstem, allopathy, of course, allo meaning other, pathos meaning suffering. And when I'm talking about allopathy, I'm not talking about emergency care. I'm talking about the idea of someone who is ill seeing Dr. Z being given a poison which staves off their original feelings of poisoning or what used to be known in the literature as toxemia and then getting more poisoned over time because a poison can make you feel better in the interim but long term it's actually doing damage. A great example of this is something like caffeine. In the beginning it gives the user a lot of energy but then over time it creates fatigue and the person has to keep on using it to get the energy. They're borrowing this energy that actually does no longer exist within the system and they're getting it from this, this drug, the most popular drug actually in the world. I was reading yesterday that here in the States I think that 90 to 93 percent of people use caffeine, especially on a regular basis. So if you don't, you're really in a minority. You're in more of a minority than people who don't use alcohol or don't do other stuff. Just something to consider in regards to the idea of ameliorating an issue, utilizing drugs because there was toxemia going on in the first place. That's the root of a lot of these things. And it's a shame you no longer hear that word anymore, especially in the context of something like preeclampsia or eclampsia, which is a dis-ease that occurs during pregnancy. It's typically from protein malnutrition and from lack of salt. They used to call it toxemia. If we just called diseases what they were, it would be so much easier for us to comprehend, right? So here, is a little bit about the broken medical system shitstem and how it affects women. And women's health is men's health and men's health is women's health because we're all intertwined. So it's important that we comprehend the existence of the opposite sex. If we ever want any type of congruence or union or yoga or yoke to occur, it makes sense that we would comprehend what it's like to be the other person, not by dressing up and wearing lipstick or you know getting surgery, by understanding it from a, a normative perspective. So here are just some of the things, a short list of some of the things that Dr. Z will do when a woman is having, you know, issues, quote, down there, right? Women who have been prescribed lidocaine to numb their yonis to be able to not just feel pain during intercourse so they can please them, their partner instead of themselves, Women who have been prescribed dilators to force themselves open when their body and nervous system is screaming for no for no for very valid reasons. Women who have been told their pain is normal, prescribed addictive painkillers, and sent home with dangerous ectopic pregnancies. Women who have been offered unnecessary and life-altering hysterectomies to take care of simple 
symptoms treatable with simple practices. And that procedure is essentially a castration procedure. They don't utilize that word, of course, because people would run, just like they don't refer to the pill as the abortion pill, because people would run if, the, if it was actually out there, right? Women who have been told that their age is the reason for low libido instead of that you can have the best, best sex of your life after menopause. Think about it. If you've been doing something for years, shouldn't it get better as time goes on as opposed to getting worse? You would hope. Women who have never gone through assault, women who have gone through assault and never understood why their digestion, their brain function, hormones, and menstrual cycle were never the same. Women prescribed antidepressants for, quote, women's health problems. And a lot of times I think about the whole psychiatry industry is kind of a subset of gynecology where they tell you it's in your head and that you're mentally ill and that you have to take these pills in order to feel good, which really just creates some type of numb normalcy semblance for this zio-sludge Talmudiarchy that we're all living under. Like I've said before, it's definitely not a gynocentric society. If it is, I mean, wow, something is, something is really, really wrong. This is what happens a lot of times in this medical system, shitstem. It's very lackluster. Even in the all for the functional systems, it's all still allopathy. It's, it's zog light. So instead of surgery and medications, they're telling you to take heaps of supplements or try these protocols with all these weird diets and all these things are going to tax your liver, the supplements, the dietary regime. Even some of these functional places are offering stuff like laser for people's yonis. This is just, it's a zoggler. So why do we have all this lackluster service? Lack of research on the female body. We are not small men. Our nervous systems, fascia, and hormones are different. And a lot of these research studies, I've alluded to this before, are based on men, which actually now with the whole TS agenda, it, it serves it very well because their idea behind the whole TS agenda, the root of it is, is female erasure. That's, that's what it's about. Due to the lack of research, traumatic experiences have a different impact on our physiology or function of our bodies than men do. We have smaller livers. We have more estrogen. That's why oftentimes a man can have two beverages, even if he's a lean and small man, and a woman, even if she's a, a bit larger, she can't have that many beverages typically. And of course, sometimes race and tolerance plays into this as, as well, but we are very, very different. We're different, but we're complementary. Something else that makes allopathic and zog light uh, services lackluster is the lack of time. The medical system shitstem is built to churn through patients for profits. The female body requires a slow, gentle approach to respond. They don't have time for that, nor do they care. Lack of depth, even quote, holistic modalities are still working with one body part, usually in a rush setting where trauma does not feel safe coming forth. And remember, the, the whole Zog medical system, Shitstem, likes to compartmentalize. You go here for your nose. You go here for your feet. They don't see the entire body as a system. Treatment and management of symptoms. This is a big thing with allopathy and with Zog light functional medicine. Even with some of these supposed radical type of 
alt, alt health approaches. They are just treating symptoms. There are all kinds of things we can do to put a band-aid on. This is not getting to the root cause of dis-ease. It leaves a woman playing the game of whack-a-mole with symptoms. And the whole idea, I was talking about this yesterday on the, the main channel, Tabayuga White Wellness. I changed it from Vedic sex fertility and yoga to Tabayuga White Wellness. I was talking about how so many of these modern ideas of health tell us that we should speed up our system and that our main problem is that we don't have enough energy, so we should speed up an already toxemic system as opposed to finding the root cause of why the individual is toxemic. So we see this symptom chasing modality happening in the allopathic system system, in the Zoglite functional medical modality. And we also see it in these ways that people think that they're so edgy, they're doing the same thing they're just using different substances. Also, we have an issue with the narrative that pain is normal for a woman. We are more profitable to this system system if we believe that we must keep coming back to treat our pain instead of actually healing. I mean, how many women have been told that their period was, quote, the curse, right? I mean, imagine your whole life how you would go about viewing it if you had those feelings for it or if you saw your female relatives speaking about it that way. It's not going to be favorable. And finally, the narrative that women are crazy, hormonal, and that we feel different in and about our bodies. Practitioners not believing us is one of the most re-traumatizing experiences we can go through. And yeah, the medical system system is, is rife with gaslighting. I mean, we see that very clearly with OEDAI, probably even more clearly with the TS agenda. I think that one's an easier one to see through. I think a lot of people got more hoodwinked with OEDAI just because we had so many iterations of virus crises before OEDAI. But the TS agenda, I mean, wow, the fact that the medical system system is promoting OEDAI and the TS agenda should tell you everything you need to know. So we have these things, we have these issues. So we are taught to fear our bodies. We're taught that we're crazy. We're taught that uh, it's all a downhill slope as we go on in our years. We've taught that it's okay and normal to leak urine and feces for the rest of our life after having a ch child or even not. There are women who haven't even had children who are dealing with that. There are women in their 20s because their pelvic bowl is so hypertonic that they're dealing with prolapse. Probably has to do with their diet and their exercise regime too. We've also been taught that bad digestion, menstrual pain, painful or numb sex is just totally and completely normal. We are simply more profitable to a system if we feel like shit. Of course, right? And we're also at their mercy because when you feel like shit, you are in fear and you will try anything to feel better. So you have a gullibility about you when you're in pain or you feel like shit. And then I'm thinking about some other stuff as I'm talking about all of this. I saw something... This is like peak mind zoggling. Of course, we've heard this TS term, quote, gender affirming care. And this is when they do something where they give someone a toxic medication or they do some type of surgery where they cut the person and they tell them this is, quote, gender affirming care. Now they're utilizing this term. This is so zing. They're utilizing this term for women who are using the birth control pill as that is a form of, quote, gender-affirming care. So you utilize the pill, which is a monthly abortion, to affirm that you are a female. 
see how they're weaving this in. I mean, I don't, I don't believe in the, the utilization of, of those things, regardless if someone is a tranny or, or not, but see how they've already had this toxic system, shitstem in place, the toxic modality of gynecology with all these ideas for contraception, for surgery, for how they treat what's going on. And now they're expanding that balloon into the TS agenda. So basically everyone essentially can become part of the umbrella of that term, gender affirming care, because people who go to Dr. Z to get birth control pills, a woman who goes there to get an IUD put in, uh, a woman who goes to get a mammogram, a woman who goes to get some type of uh, surgery to fix some type of some uh, pelvic issue. This would all be considered under big Z and allopathy as gender affirming care. That's extremely zoggling to me. We can see the slippery slope of this narrative, how they want to uh, enmesh everybody within the confines of the TS agenda, whether they're a transsexual or not. And finally, something that's very interesting, which I recently became acquainted with, we see so many of these issues nowadays, more than we did in our mother's days or our grandmother's days or great-grandmother's days. And of course, we have more vitamin A in the diet than ever before, right? Uh, so this can actually cause a uterine tone to become lax. So the muscles of the uterus, uterus is pretty small when it's um, not you know, housing a baby or it's not during the bleeding time, it's about the size of a fist. So it's actually not, not so big, but it goes from that size all the way to a watermelon during pregnancy and then it shrinks back. And then during the bleed, it gets a little bigger and heavy and sometimes it can tilt you know, forward or backwards. But um, there's actually a connection in regards to menstrual issues and having low uterine tone, which can actually be induced by a diet that's high in vitamin A or a lifestyle that's high in vitamin A. Remember, it's not just diet, it's medications, it's vaccinations, it's skin care, it's sunblock. It, it, it really, everyone's probably been affected by this in at least one way. Or there's also many substances that actually will block the, uh, the detoxification of vitamin A. So when you go on a lower A diet, you get stronger connective tissue. So even if you're in one of these holistic modalities and you're trying to chase some problem and you're like, why isn't it getting better? Of course, some of it's emotional, obvious, like we talked about on the last tidbit, liver love. But maybe there's some issue with the menstruation and the uterus because the connective tissue has been weakened by the toxin vitamin A. Just something to consider as we navigate this. We go deeper and deeper all the time. This is deeper than even the radical perspective. I'm not even really sure what to call it anymore, but it's always good food for thought to kind of see everything from the panoramic perspective because none of, I don't think anyone's been um, absolved from having some type of um, interference with, with you know, the vitamin A thing, with the TS thing, even with the OIDAI thing. We're all kind of still in it to a certain extent. So more knowledge is, is always power. So I think I'll leave it at that for this little tidbit on this Friday, uh, January 20, the Boundless Yoni. I'm going to get on with my walk right now. Wishing everyone an amazing day wherever you are in this big white world. We'll be connecting again soon. Satnam.